Hey, mama. So this week in episode 47, I discuss not treating your podcast like Google and moving away from how-to content on your podcast. And so the content we create is how we market our businesses. So we have to make sure we are creating the right type of content to effectively promote our offers and generate leads for our businesses. In today's episode, I chat with marketing extraordinaire Lizzie Grant all about authentic marketing. Lizzie breaks down what authentic marketing is, why it's important, and how to start marketing authentically. Although the focus of this conversation isn't on using your podcast to market your business, the strategies Lizzie shares throughout this episode can be applied to all types of content, including your podcast. All right, mama, let's dive into this juicy episode. Hey, mama, welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama, and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, Put in those earbuds and let's dive in. All right. Today on the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast, I am sitting down with Lizzie Grant to talk about marketing, but more so authentic marketing. Um, So this is going to be a good one, especially for all of us mompreneurs. So Lizzie, welcome to the show. Please tell us who you are, what you do, and all about your family. Yes. Hi. So I am Lizzie Grant. (laughs) My family consists of my husband, Joe. I call him Jojo (laughs) and um, our two puppies. So I'm a dog mom, not a human mom yet. And I am the owner and lead designer of a digital marketing agency called White Point Creative. All right. Um, So let's just go on and get on into our topic. So what is authentic marketing and how does it differ from other marketing strategies? That is a great question. So authentic marketing is going to really come down to making sure that it's sustainable, meaning that's not something that's going to burn you out, you know, in 30 days or whatever is promised, um, as well as making sure that it's in alignment with you as a person, as well as a business. And that's where that authenticity really comes into play. Because I think so much of the time we're told you need to do this. But the question we should be asking is, is this actually the best for me and my business? And is it actually going to like give me return on my investment without losing my sanity? I love that. Um, I definitely see that happen a lot, especially with my audience, with us being, you know, business owners and moms, it can, you know, be easy to get burnt out with trying to market our business. And 
you have so many people throwing different things at you as far as how to go about marketing your business. So I really like that you pointed out, you know, doing what feels good to you, because when you enjoy it, you know, it's going to show in your marketing. But when you don't, it's going to show up that way, too. So (laughs) so true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so why is authentic marketing important for an online business owner? Yeah, it's so important because what it's going to allow you to do is to better scale your business. So when I say scale, that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Just like healthy eating can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. (laughs) But at the end of the day, for you and your business goals, when you think of those big, scary dreams that you have two years, five years, 10 years from now, those big dreams, when we think about how can we scale our business to support those dreams in not only our entrepreneurial world, but also in our personal world, right? Do you want to be working three days a week so you can be a more present mama, right? Do you want to be taking more big vacations? Whatever those goals are, I'm a firm believer that our marketing is going to allow us to live those dreams in and out of the office because marketing is what really allows you to scale, right? It's kind of a point A to point B thing. So really we're thinking about the strategies that are going to be unique to you that allow you to scale. And I think like we were saying earlier, it's going to look very different to different people. And it's not a one size fits all thing. And it's more, it's, it's more about like going into the mall and saying, which store do I need to go into? It's not saying, you know, this one store has everything. I don't know if that really makes sense, but. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It's pretty much you're saying, you know, it's creating a marketing strategy that fits you and your business. So really looking at, like you're saying, your goals and everything, but also taking into consideration what you actually enjoy doing. So for some people, they don't enjoy, you know, doing TikTok videos. So marketing on TikTok may not be their thing and that's okay. Um, So just really looking at what you enjoy, what is realistic for you. um, So that way that authenticity comes out in it. So you did a great job of explaining it. (laughs) Well, thank you. We might have to edit out the the bad analogy of the ball. But yeah, I think for me, I love to think about it in two different ways. So I like to think about marketing if it ticks these two boxes. Box number one, is it something that I as a business owner enjoy doing? And that could mean maybe you enjoy being in front of a camera. Maybe you enjoy writing, right? Insert thing that you just enjoy doing and that you feel like you can do consistently once again, without losing your sanity or without having to like empty the entire Advil bottle. And then (laughs) box number two, how does your audience enjoy to soak up information? Whether it's educational, inspirational, whatever it is, how are they intaking content? That's going to look very different depending on different target audiences. So I feel like really good, authentic, sustainable marketing is when both of those boxes are being ticked and it's reaching your audience because that's really that ma- where that magic begins to happen. So for example, myself, I love talking. <laughs> I'm a talker. I am the like, worst nightmare on long planes because I'm the one who's going to be like, so where are you from? <laughs> if I'm not <laughs> traveling with a companion. <laughs> so like, I love to talk for better or for worse. So for me, I like to think about, okay, what's ways that I can show up authentically in my marketing that allows me to harness give it or not, a talent to have, which is talking. Podcasts are a great, you know, option. So, um, and then thinking about also my audience, 
are a lot of people who are on the go. So podcasts are a great way for them to retain information. And so a lot of my audience is on podcasts. So an example is right here being played out in that I love being a guest on podcasts. So it kind of ticks those two boxes. So I think for anyone else listening, what are the, you know, how can you tick both of those boxes? I love that. That was a very great explanation of it. So what are the benefits of using authentic marketing in your business? And how does that actually lead to signing more clients? So the biggest benefit in your um, when you're marketing yourself authentically is that you're going to, like we talked about, be able to scale your business in a way that's not going to drive you crazy. And it's not going to pull more and more of your attention. I think I talk with so many business owners that they're in a phase of business where the business is kind of running them. Or they're kind of like, you know, in the back seat versus in the driver's seat. And so we want to think about making sure that we're in the driver's seat of our marketing and it's not taking us for a ride. And so that's going to be the big thing. Um, and then as far as leading and getting clients, that's where also then the lead generation comes in. So making sure it's actually connecting and like landing with our audience. And I think so much of the time, what can happen is that we try something, we try it once, or we try it once or twice, and maybe one or two different variations. And then we say, ah, it didn't work. But I think it takes a little bit more tenacity. You know, I talk with my clients a lot with our marketing with like their freebies, they'll they'll try a freebie and they're like, ah, it didn't land. And I'm like, okay, change the hook. Don't change anything about whatever that PDF says, just change the hook and try that. And so sometimes it's just those little tweaks that just kind of have to be worked at before we say, oh, okay, it didn't work. And so it's just kind of this manipulation of independent variables, like little things until it finally kind of all clicks into place. That's really what marketing is. I mean, it's kind of fiddly and it can sometimes <laughs> take a little bit extra love, um, yeah. but it is, it's just taking these little things and fiddling. And once that freebie, that website, um, that Instagram grid, whatever that strategy you're employing is actually landing with your audience. Mm -hmm. That's when it really starts to convert because then people are like, ah, oh, wow, I, you know, I love Andrea's content. I love her website. It really resonates with me. All those boxes are being ticked in their mind and they feel heard and their problems in their mind are starting to kind of melt away because you're offering something that allows them to solve that problem. And all of a sudden, leads are coming in. Got it. Um, kind of like a follow-up question to that. And this isn't one of the questions I sent you. Um, <laughs> but what would you say to someone who like, okay, they implemented this new marketing strategy and they're not seeing results? How long before they should scrap that plan and start something else? Definitely. So it's a great question. It's not something where I can say 30 days or 90 days, right? But I would love to see that person and that individual or that mama really attempting to tweak it a couple times before they really say, no, this is not for me. And I only say that if that means that like both those boxes are being ticked, right? You're enjoying it and your audience, it's like landing at least that format, right? blogging, whatever mm -hmm. podcast is kind of laying with your audience. So when those two boxes are being ticked, we really want to try and work that problem before we just kind of fully step back from it. And so I would say, you know, can, is there a way that you can kind of, like I said, tweak a few of those variables um, before you really step back? So it's less about how long we should be implementing it, but more so I would say, can you 
kind of like publish or try anywhere from like four to six variations before we say, okay, no, this didn't work. And I think every time you try a different variation, whether it's, um, you know, maybe a different type of podcast that you're going to be interviewed on, or maybe it's a different type of ad that you're running, um, a different type of blog category, whatever it is, and that marketing strategy is being implemented, let's work that problem from different angles. And every time that you attempt a new iteration, really try and take feedback, if you can, live feedback from your audience and say, why didn't this land? So do you have a few friends that you can kind of let, be like, hey, can you give me some feedback about whatever this thing was? Or hey, can you check out this ad I'm thinking about running? If you saw this on your feed, would you click on it? So every time really try and gather more information from them. Because as you do that, the refinements are hopefully going to get a little bit smaller, because it's just going to take those little bit of adjustments, and then it's going to click. And then once it clicks, the beauty is that like, for example, an ad that finally clicks, you can literally be spending like a couple, you know, a couple cents on that conversion and you're getting thousands of people in your email list because it's finally clicking into place. But, you know, that ad and that combination of words or colors or copy might not have landed the first time. It's going to take a few iterations. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I think sometimes, especially when, you know, you're newer in business, you can get quickly discouraged if you're not seeing Mm -hmm. those immediate results. But I like how you pointed out, just try tweaking small things here and there. And even then just checking in with like, if you have a network that you're really close to, like of other entrepreneurs, you know, run it by them, especially if they're like your ideal client, ask them, you know, how it resonates with them and everything. So that's very good advice. Absolutely. Anytime that you can try and tap into friends um, specifically that are kind of fit your target audience, definitely do that. I mean, we all have friends, right? I mean, I have a lot of design friends, but that doesn't mean my design friends are necessarily the ones who are going to be potentially purchasing my services. But I have, I do have a couple friends who would be like my ideal target audience. And I totally tap into them. And I totally, there's a couple, um, you know, former clients turned friends that when I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about this new thing, I'll totally send them a message and be like, hey, would you give me 30 seconds of your time as a friend? Look at this. What do you think? Is this landing? And so similar thing, like, do you have past clients that you've kind of begun to build a rapport with? Or do you have friends or family members that fit your target audience? So lean into them, use them. I love that. So how can a mompreneur show up authentically in her marketing? Yeah, that's going to look very different to every person, right? Because we all live such individual lives. But I would say nowadays, especially in the social media world, the more and more that we can start to infuse our own you know, unique voice and individuality and personal life to the point we're comfortable with, I think that's really going to also speak to that authenticity because people want to buy from people. I think that's actually something that even maybe Jenna Kutcher always says is, you know, people don't want to buy just from the robots, right? Or just from this like faceless, you know, organization. And so how can you make yourself memorable? Um, And it's those little things, you know, I think, you know, obviously you can showcase your family, but, um, you know, are there other unique or fun things about you that you just are able to kind of like easily convey in your social media or in your marketing or in your emails, whatever it is, like just little fun things um, that create more and more personal connections so that it's much more of a people buying from a person 
versus <laughs> this like nameless <laughs> brand. <laughs> okay, yeah, that I definitely agree. I just thinking of purchases I've made um, for my business in general, the people I have like, you know, decided to move forward with like, as far as like different services, there were people that I connected to, like even back when I first got into podcast management, um, the course I decided to go with was Lauren Wrighton's podcast manager program. One of the things that I love is that she was a mom too. And just seeing how she was able to, you know, create this amazing business. And I was so successful in that it allowed her to be home with her girls and everything. I was like, yes, this is who I want to learn from and everything. So I think, yeah, that personal touch makes a world of a difference. It does. And I think that a lot of people have big opinions when it comes to niching down, right? There's a Mm -hmm. lot of opinions personally. And here at White Point Creative, we like to give it a double thumbs up. (laughs) We are in, we are for niching down, especially because it allows you to better target those people and be able to better relate to them. I was just this morning on a meeting with um, an activewear company that has been really big and is originally from um, Britain and Australia. And now they're trying to break into the US market. And so they were chatting with me as kind of, you know, as a, as a console call and use to use our marketing agency. And she's like, I don't understand <laughs> like US marketing. <laughs> and she's like, it's so different, so different than like here in the, you know, here us Brits and how we approach marketing, how we approach our audience and how we even just everything about it. And I was like, you know, you have to understand your people. And that's what you're doing is like you're if you're going to break into a new market and offer the same sports bras, the same beautiful loungewear, but you have to approach it completely differently because this audience is completely different than what you're used to. So it's the same thing in that we want to think about who we're actually marketing our services to. And if they're, you know, moms as well, well, it's going to make a lot of sense that maybe you show a little bit of your family because it does create that personal connection. You know, for example, I work a lot with coaches and online wealth, um, health and wellness preneurs, and I'm personally an athlete. Like I, I'm, I'm in the gym. We got a home gym. And so it makes a lot of sense for me as well to kind of, you know, open that door to my life a little bit to the public world because it's another way for me to say, Hey, I get it. <laughs> I not only can be your marketing agency, but I'm also your target audience because I am also in the CrossFit gym, you know, Monday through Friday. And so once again, are there ways that you can just make yourself more personable that your target audience can relate to? And that's a big thing. Yes. And I love that you guys are all about niching down. That is something I am huge on, even with my clients. I'm like, you cannot make a podcast for everybody. You have to have your (laughs) ideal client in mind because or else you're not going to reach anybody. So niching down is super important. Okay. So I know we've talked a lot about authentic marketing and you've even shared some strategies, but do you have any other strategies that you can share with a mompreneur who wants to get started with authentic marketing in her business now? Yeah, I would say really start with like, whether it's like an iPad, a piece of paper, back of an envelope, whatever, whatever is nearby, <laughs> and really just kind of like make a line down the center so you have two columns and make a list on the left hand side of things and outlets that you enjoy. Like I said, maybe you enjoy speaking, maybe you enjoy being in front of the camera. Just what are things that like you feel like you can do and that just kind of maybe come naturally for you. And then on the other side of that line, 
the same thing, but I want you to think about your target audience. What are ways that they enjoy absorbing information, right? We're, you know, we're talking with mamas, so they're on the go. So podcasts are easy for them to turn on in the car while they're in the pickup line, you know, whatever it is. And so once again, kind of make that list and then start to see, kind of start to see if things start to line up, you know, oh, I got a match here. And so circle that and say, okay, how can I make my love of, you know, talking and their love of listening? How can I turn that into a strategy? Well, once again, podcasts are a great idea. You know, there's, there's all different ways to kind of go about it. And I think when we start to think about it from that angle, it also allows us to kind of step out of that box that we're kind of programmed to think inside of has to be Instagram or it has to be TikTok. But when we think about it from kind of, like I said, these two different columns, we can start to think about something maybe a little more unique. I um, had a client a little bit ago and her audience really loved her emails. Like she had a great, really great newsletter following. It was just super strong. And so for her, she was like, I also like writing them. <laughs> so she was like, my audience seems to like to open them. I like to write them. How can I capitalize us, capitalize on that? And she created like a paid newsletter membership where the people got like a specialty, you know, they paid for it and they get like special tips and tricks and she's a strength training coach. And so it was this whole thing about it was very specific content, you know, kind of like the close friends and in Instagram where now you can do like subscriptions on Instagram mm-hmm. and pay, you know, same, same thing, but like for her email. So she capitalized on it in a really unique way that that was the first time I'd ever heard of something like that. But she harnessed her her list <laughs> very wisely and she and she was making a killing with it. Like her people like people just love it cuz it's a like a $17 little offer that just sits in her, you know, on her website and everything she runs ads with it and it's you know, she probably never would have come up with that had she just thought, okay, I have to be on Instagram or I have to just run a free email list or mm-hmm. I have to quote unquote do all these things. But instead, she really stepped back and used this kind of strategy that we like to employ with the two different boxes. And um, she came up with this really unique offer. So I think anything that we can do to really brainstorm unique offers um, that kind of are breaking the mold versus sitting within the confines of what we're always told to do. Um, I think that's when also when you're really going to get onto something. I love that. And that is, I've never heard of someone, you know, selling like their newsletter in a sense. That is very unique. Um, And I love that she found something that she enjoys and that is working. Her audience enjoys it. They love it and they're willing to even pay for it. Um, so that's really cool. It kind of makes me think of like with the private podcast, those are starting to become very popular. Um, and that's like another way you can do it. Like maybe you're not ready to commit to, you know, a weekly podcast or something, but you create this private podcast where you can dive deeper into a topic that your audience wants more of. Um, so I like that, like thinking outside of the box and not doing in a sense what all the gurus are saying, but really looking at what works for you, what do you enjoy, but also what is your audience liking? What do they want more of and everything? So it really has my mind going, like even in my own marketing (laughs) and stuff. So I love that, like you shared that. Yes, yes, yeah, no, super great and love her work. (laughs) I love your work Mm -hmm. and I think it really does. I think it's just a matter of stepping out of that box because, you know, I, there's no, I'm not going to knock those big gurus and, you know, the advice that they're doling out because there's definitely a a time and a place for it. But Mm -hmm. I also know that there's also a time and a place for, 
out of the box thinking and out of the mark, you know, out of the box strategies um, and ways to market ourselves. And um, so I think that's really where we can really start to kind of level up because, you know, as a marketing person, I'm also someone who kind of has like a foundational thing that I'm like, you know, nine times out of 10 in your business, if you're an online service provider, I'm going to recommend, you know, that you have an email list because it's a platform that you're going to own, unlike social media. And that, um, you know, you can have some sort of social media presence, but, you know, I really want you to focus on like building authentic connections on a platform that you can own. And that can look like a lot of different things. Email is one of the easiest ones to start implementing. And for different platforms, um, it can actually get started for free. And so I, I love starting and by telling people to start there with a platform that they own and start building your audience there. And then from there, once you feel like that is like rocking and rolling, you don't have to think twice about it. Batching content is not stressing you out about it. Like you feel like you're in a good place with it then add another. Like I, I want people to start with one, <laughs> maybe two. And it doesn't have to be TikTok. It doesn't have to be a blog post. Like truly, as long as it's a platform that you're owning, start there and build it up, then add another. I would say at the minimum, if you can go an entire quarter without like really fumbling over your feet with it and feeling like, oh my God, it's just too much. Um, I feel like that's when you can start to consider another thing. Start with one, add another. Take it that for another like quarter or two. Once again, if you're in that place where you're like, I'm rocking and rolling, I'm doing good, things are going up, add another. But it's every time that you're adding another, you're going to use the information and use all the different demographics and information and statistics from your current audience to once again, make that list. How are they enjoying content? How am I enjoying making it? Okay, this next marketing plan fits those boxes, it fits the audience that I'm currently growing, it makes sense to add, you know, a paid circle group that's becoming really popular as well to kind of get away from Facebook groups. It's like a couple dollars a month. And it's a platform that you can really build out. Um, so similarly, it's like, that's the next thing that I want to do. And so once again, it's just adding things and strategies one at a time. And that's, I think, another big thing is people add too many, too many at once. And that's when we really burn out. And that's when we really kind of trip over our own feet. And I just want us to start with one. <laughs> start with one, get really good at it, and then move on to the next. <laughs> yeah, I love that advice. And I'll, I'll be transparent here. I started trying to do everything and like found myself like at the end of last year and even going into this year, just feeling really burnt out. And so like, this past month, I've just been kind of like going through like all the platforms that I'm on and looking at, well, what do I actually enjoy doing? Well, I love my podcast, so I'm holding on to that. But what what is really going to work for me in this current season of life and for my business and everything? And so that's what I'm taking time to really reflect on um, and looking at what I'm going to let go. So one of the things I decided to let go of this month was Pinterest. I'm like, that's not really, you know, a big thing for me right now. I'm not at that point in my business where I really can capitalize on it. So I stopped with the Pinterest and I'm looking at other things too to let go of. So that way I can feel good about my marketing. I'm not getting burnt out and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but also what does my audience want? Where are they showing up to consume my content and everything? 
So I love that you shared that because I think a lot of times when we get started, we're so gung ho. We want to do all the things we want to, you know, reach these goals and everything. And so we're like just throwing everything at our business, but we get burnt out. So starting with one, I I think that's really good advice. Yes, for sure. And I think same thing, like, you know, if you're in that phase of like, ah, Lizzie, Andrea, I got more than one on my plate right now. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm sinking. My business is taking me for a ride. I'm tied up in the trunk. It's not going well. And I talk with a lot of business owners who are like tied up in the trunk of their business. And I'm like, all right, we need to start setting ourselves free <laughs> and we need to start cutting back. That doesn't mean that we're, we're going to let go of it forever. It just means it's not the right time right now. And, you know, especially for moms, like you got to think like, I know we're, we're seen as superwoman, but we really aren't, right? We're not indivis- in, you know, invincible and we can't do everything, especially everything at once. Yeah. And so we really have to be wise in our choices of, all right, this is actually going to be the best bang for my buck right now. And I'm going to like put all my chips here and I'm going to really focus. And like I said, we're going to tweak it and make sure it really works. It's smooth as butter. And then we're going to only then consider another one. And if you're in that phase of like, okay, well, I don't know what to get rid of, then find an audience that currently you're, you know, is active for you. So for some people, it might be your Instagram stories, it could be your newsletter, whatever it is, and go do like a little bit of market research. It doesn't need to be fancy. I know that can kind of be like a weird word, but um, or confusing, but you know, it can be as simple as going on your Instagram stories where, right, like I said, if that's a place that you can, you get a lot of conversations kind of flowing and start asking a few questions like, Hey, what kind of content do you actually enjoy getting from me? And list out a few options or allow people to like insert answers. And so kind of like take us, take a few minutes. And honestly, I recommend to all my clients to do this once a quarter is go and tap. go and tap into them and say, what are you enjoying from me? Um, What do you want to see more of? Um, What are we doing well right now? What would you like to see from us in the future? Kind of tap into them because if you're already making those authentic connections with them, people will tell you, they'll tell you, oh, I want to see more of this or no, I was not a huge fan when you took that turn down there. (laughs) And so like, they'll tell you. And I think that's really invaluable free information that you can really capitalize on. So with all of our marketing strategies that we create for our clients, that's one of the big, that's one of like our kind of our pillars. Um, so we we create like a one-year sustainable marketing blueprint for our clients. And um, our marketing guru, Kelly, is amazing. And that's one of the big things. It's like on their checklist um, at the beginning of every quarter or at the end or however you do it. But like every quarter, we're like, go in and tap into your people and ask them how you're doing. And it can be the same thing for even just like past clients. Once again, run like a little thing for them. Say, hey, you know, here's a little Starbucks gift card. Thanks for answering my questions, whatever it is. And say, can you know, can you answer a few questions about our, my service that we work together on or our content that we're currently working and just ask questions? I love that. Um, one of my clients, she started doing that with her audience. She recently did a survey with them and it was so helpful. She got such good feedback. Um, it was like a really high response. And now she's incorporating that into her content because she was mapping out her content for the next few months. And it's just made it so easy for her. She has all these ideas and she knows content that they want and that they need. So it makes a world of a difference. 
It does. I mean, can you imagine if your entire like next 90 days, 30 days of content was literally planned out for you by your audience? Like, win-win, right? Like, that's a huge thing to be able to say, (laughs) I don't have to worry about if my posts are landing because they told me to post it. (laughs) Yes. Like, just ask. There's no harm in asking. So, I mean, plus an Instagram story will be gone 24 hours. So. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) All right, Lizzie. Well, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation and I learned a lot. I am so grateful to have had you on the show and I know my audience is going to benefit greatly from your expertise. Um, But before we hop off, let us know how we can connect with you and learn more about your services. Of course. Well, uh, speaking of email newsletters and all the things, I love my email newsletter gang as well. I'm I'm definitely one of those people that's always encouraging people to hit reply. And, you know, whether it's me or someone on my team is always going to reply back. And we're always going to like start that conversation with you. So um, definitely hop on our newsletter. We've got lots of little free goodies on our website, um, where obviously all of our services are, but also Instagram, we love to respond and chat in the DMs. And if you like puppies, (laughs) check out my stories because pretty much every day, Folly and Daisy are featured. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, And thank you again for everything. I loved having you on the show. Yes. Thank you for having me. All right. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, Mama, I'll talk to you again soon.